Hey now, it's Brace Friend, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD, by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? I am thoroughly exhausted. It's been it's been a busy, busy week. How are you, my friend? You're in a campground somewhere. Yeah, man. Uh, another podcast and a pickup uh, here for Mike Gilbert. I uh, I am currently displaced, so uh, you know I'm in the in the process of moving, and my house has been totally cleaned out, and uh, uh, all of my stuff is making its way to Hawaii, and I am going to be on my way to Hawaii very soon. So um, right now I'm in a campground. I'm finishing up work. And uh, then uh, next week I'll be on the road. So I'm actually going to be missing the next two uh, episodes. So next next week you'll, you'll be a co-host with the JD. He'll have a special guest with him. And then the same with the following week. So uh, I'm out the next two episodes because I just cannot make it work with with, uh, with what I got going on. So Selfish. That's what you are. You're selfish. <laughs> yeah. You don't know how selfish I am. I I. I know you're exhausted. I I'm exhausted, man. I I went to work like an hour early, not knowing that I was going to stay two hours late today. Uh, Cause we have a, a, a big event going on, uh, which I will tell you guys about uh, not tonight, but after it happens, I will let everybody know what event I had going on. Uh, and I'm in the, the planning stages of that as a, as an emergency manager. So big, big stuff going on out here. David Lee Roth is coming. <laughs> not quite that big i wish it was that big <laughs> so you're at a campground if films from the 80s have taught me anything there's serial killers around every corner uh you know th- there are in the forms of uh, coyotes and bobcats they bobcats and coyotes are all serial killers they kill without mercy that is i uh, i came out of my uh, my travel trailer this morning and i looked to my right and i saw a coyote gobble up a squirrel and just had it in its mouth and was like shaking it around, murdering it, and then ate it. Coyotes have Warner Brothers cartoons have led us to believe that coyotes were stupid, right? And it's far from the truth. Coyotes are no. dangerous, vicious, and cold blooded, calculated monsters. That is one hundred percent accurate, dude. The, the coyotes here at this base, so like, uh, it's we, we have so many of them, and they're not scared of humans, and there have not been any coyotes attacks on humans since I've been here anyway, but they are very cold and calculated monsters. They, uh, they will actually lure your pets in mm-hmm. with like friendly overtones. And then once the pet comes over to one coyote, a group of other coyotes will attack it and they will gang murder that thing and eat it. Accurate. Living in the country now, coyotes are an issue. A couple months ago, about a month ago, I went in the backyard and I found this gigantic turd in my backyard. And for the life of me, we've been trying to figure out what in the name of God left this turd in my backyard. I have a friend who's a science teacher. I said, hey, what is this? And he said, I don't know, a bear? Like, this was enormous. <laughs> and we don't have we don't have bears, you know, in Illinois. Just the Chicago ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know, and those don't even lay big turds. Those lay plenty of big turds, actually, yeah. now that I think about it. Now that I'm getting the words out. <laughs> you open yourself up. Nothing you but giant turds all over the place for 30 years. Um, yeah. Yes, but yes, we have coyotes. It's a constant issue. So my neighbors, a lot of them don't have fences. I think they're dumb. We have a dog now, and I've got an enclosure for it because I don't want it to die. Yeah. No, I feel you, man. So we'll go from a turd talk to um, turd talk. B- BTI, which I think is very fitting. Um, Madison and that was talking BTI. Thanks, folks. Thanks for joining us to talk BTI this week. This was great. Love that show. 
<laughs> the, the, the dramatic pause was uh, was perfect. I I should release uh, our BTI talk as like a, a a prank on Garrett one day. It's just like as a separate <laughs> podcast. Like, oh hey, we went ahead. We went ahead and reviewed BTI just to see if he could tell that it was a thirty second file. <laughs> this is our Patreon show for the week. That'd be yeah. funny. That yeah. would actually be funny. That would be funny. <laughs> uh so the uh the opening video recap well there's a lot of videos on this thing a lot of recaps. i am not mad at that by the no, way no they're well yeah done. i i i i thought they were very well done but uh the opening video was a recap of the uh the moose and josh alexander feud that has uh, escalated the last couple weeks um and they also followed uh alexander as he broke mad Men fulton's ankle in anger um i i thought that was really good um, and, uh, they, they, later in the show, they had a couple more video packages, which we'll get into later, but that I also thought were tremendous, but, uh, uh, cool part. The, um, the show opened with a W Morrissey standing in the ring and the, uh, the Philly crowd was great, man. They were all doing the Morrissey chant, Morrissey, Morrissey, Morrissey. He was coming across like a big set of people are behind. And he talked about, um, the time in 2018 when he was working for house of hardcore there. I don't think he said anything specifically, but he actually had a seizure from alcohol withdrawal, uh, which we're all very much about. I went to it in my own family. Um, so that, that one really hit home for me. But yeah, he almost died there in Philadelphia. And um, to see him come back and, and to be clean and sober and in amazing shape. And they were there chanting his name. And then the dude broke character, started crying. And then quickly snapped back into character because he still had to finish his promo, which I thought, I thought was, you know, honestly, in hindsight, like I bet he wished he would have just went with it out of out of character. But instead, he, he went back into character, continued his promo. And I thought this was great stuff. And uh, I think they have a star here in Morrissey. Yeah, man, this is uh, this is easily the best promo I've ever heard Morrissey cut. I saw him put that thing on Twitter earlier today. And I didn't realize it was a withdrawal seizure that he saw. I remember yeah. when he suffered that seizure. I didn't know it was a withdrawal seizure. Dude, I, as as soon as I heard about it, I knew exactly what it was. Exactly. I yeah, I mean that's that is not my experience. So I didn't. I never would have made those connections on my own. Um, it's a pretty powerful stuff, man. I love that we live in a world now where grown men are comfortable talking about their problems and their struggles, right? Because even when we were growing up, man, you you buried your pain. You didn't share that kind of stuff. You know, you you manned up and dealt with it. And I, I'm glad yeah. that we're beyond that as a society and that we praise people. That's similar with Moxley a few months ago, right? When he went off to, to yeah. clean himself up and came back and people praised him, right? I think it's the uh, same here. Like Morrissey looks great. He's wrestling well. Uh, we finally got advancement for the Brian Myers thing this week. I like yeah. that. After yeah. after like, a, geez, I think a month or a month month and a half of him just murdering you know learning tree dorks every week like i finally feel like we've gotten somewhere yeah man and you know to follow up with the morrissey thing you know i've had my own struggles with alcohol and i you know uh let me knock on knock on wood here i i've uh coming up on seven years sober for for me now and thank you very much and it's important for guys like me and for guys like morrissey and other and moxley to tell their stories, to, to talk about what they went through and what they've done to get better because they're going to save people's lives. Somebody's going to watch this episode and probably, and they're going to relate to him and they're going to hear his story, hear his struggle, see his triumph. And they're likely to go get help one day too. And that, that stuff is important. And that's a very powerful thing that he did. 
And I'm just, I'm proud of him as somebody that is all that, you know, that's, you know, I don't want to get too, uh, you know, I don't want to go AA on everybody today, but I am in that program. And um, I'm as somebody that's just in that program. And I know that he's in it too. And he's spoken um, openly about it. I am just very proud of him and proud of the, the accomplishments that he's made and, um, and proud to just see him there on TV, man, and, and doing his thing. So good, good for Morrissey, man. But yeah, uh, you know, the, the Meyer stuff I thought was great. Uh, and I thought the, I thought the line where he was like, if you mess with me, I'm going to leave you half dead over there on that uh, again. I thought I kind of visualized that. And I was like, wow, that is awesome storytelling awesome heel work and I, I really dug it and then you got the return of the 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 mate with the major brothers or the major players what the they major players i like this yeah 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 so uh so morrissey's about to powerbomb myers into the uh end of the table breaking on the table and all of a sudden cardona and uh chelsea or chelsea green come out uh to myers's uh, aid and uh, they attacked morrissey laid a brutal beat down on him and uh, this was great 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 stuff yeah, this was awesome. I like I like this major players thing. Um, <clears throat> this is not where I foresaw Cardona going because we were doing this interesting with Nick Aldis, which again they refreshed us later. Really didn't matter, you know. Um, which is interesting, but I like this. I think that uh, it's more of a credible threat for Morrissey. I think he's going to have to find a partner at some point. Uh, right? I mean, we we know who that's going to be right. I mean, I mean, there's only one guy it could be. <laughs> he's he's only ever had one tag team partner, right? And, so and they they it fits. Good. No, I'll say it yeah. fits with like the yeah. with you know Cardona and Myers back together, and who else? Who else could he go with? Right, and they recently teamed up in Poughkeepsie. They're in Poughkeepsie, New York. They recently uh, had a main event against uh, I think it was the Hardys. They're in yeah. Poughkeepsie. Yeah, I, I think they recently teamed up there. So. I mean, it has to be Enzo, right? That's the only person that I could think of. I and, can't uh, think of anybody else who would make sense. Now, I what I don't want is for Enzo to come back and then Enzo and, and Morrissey to be a team full-time and then the major players are a team full-time because I think that Morrissey and Cardona are better at singles right now, if that makes sense. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't, I, I don't mind them being a stable. Yeah, I, I'd rather see them as a stable than as a uh, what's term looking for than as a than as a full time tag team. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I totally agree. I, I think Enzo's coming in here. Um, he's uh, I don't know. Obviously, that uh, MLW contract means nothing because <laughs> Enzo's been all over that TV. Um, it's like I said, I said in the chat, like the MLW is back to what it was in 2007 and 2003, excuse me. It's a place, it's an inconsequent, it's a, what did I put it? I really like my wording. It is a, uh, as a place where talented workers come through and have inconsequential, ma inconsequential matches. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like it's, that's just what it is. Like their, their big thing right now is, Hey, we're suing WWE. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to expect uh, Dario Cueto to show up uh, in the courtroom and represent MLW. I mean, that would make for great TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, the whole the whole uh, segment was strong. I, I, I liked everything about it. Uh, next up, we got uh, Diana Praza. She is in the her champ champ challenge. She's standing in the ring, and uh, wouldn't you know it, Willow Nightingale who just challenged uh, Mercedes Martinez for the interim title at the Supercard of Honor, 
uh, came out. And of course, she wants to challenge Deanna Praza for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Uh, Willow is a Ring of Honor alumni. I think she was in the tournament, they said, right? And, mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't her and Roxy in the finals, but she was in that tournament. And then her and Roxy later had a match. I think it was like the last actual official match and like women's match in Ring of Honor, right? Wasn't that? I want to say that's accurate. Like, yeah. I, and then um, she just did AEW two last week, like AEW yeah. proper, and now she's here. So Willow, uh, hottest free agent going in wrestling at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. There should be a free agent for long. Um, no, I don't I think, think so. Because uh, this this episode was taped, you know, what a month ago, I think. Mm. So, um, so she did her. She did the one match here. I don't know that she'll ever come back. Uh, I, I think that Ring of Honor would probably she'd be a good fit there. The Ring of Honor is going to need her. So. Uh, I, I imagine that that's what we're going to see. I imagine because she's actually got a lot of fans in that AEW locker room. Eddie Kingston was praising her on television. So and she looked good. I mean, she almost killed Mercedes with that moonsault, but <laughs> she looked good in her two matches, aside from the almost death of Mercedes Martinez. So I, I think yeah. that she'll be in. A, I think that she'll be one of those because I heard Brian Oliver say talk about how they're signing people to AEW contracts, but assigning them to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Maybe, so it's, maybe, well, that's, it's maybe like, that's where they put our new uh, Satam Singh. What was that guy's name? Satnam Singh. Satnam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's the WWE NXT. That's yeah. that's Ring of Honor for you. So, um, which is fine. Which yeah, you know, I love the old NXT. That's okay. If that's yeah. what they do with it, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but you know, she looked great here too she against Plaza. I thought this was a strong match. I Diana looked great I, too. I like this one yeah. of my favorite Diana matches in a while. To be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I I I thought this was uh, tremendous. I thought it was much better than that Fabio Apache match from a couple Oof. weeks ago. Yeah, um, uh, finished saw Perazzo block a moonsault. So Willow Nightingale was going for her patent and moonsault, and uh, then she locked in the Venus de Milo submission for the win. A really good match, and uh, they're actually counting Perazzo's title defense record. She's a seven and zero now, so they're they're actually keeping track of this stuff using a, a statistical analysis, which I think is kind of cool here. Statistical analysis, you can count that on your fingers. Seven. But I like it nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we get a recap of Mickey James and Nick Aldis uh, defeating Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green at the Multiverse. Uh, afterwards, uh, Miller interviewed James about being done with Green. James said she's not done uh, with Green and wanted to teach her a lesson. Chelsea then shows up and confronts her. Started brawling, and Matt Cardona held Mickey James at while Chelsea Green attacked her, and then Brian Myers showed up, and uh, they all kind of stare, you know, stared over her, you know, lifeless body there on the ground. Um, kind of a cool thing. So it looks like we're still not done with the uh, Green and uh, James here. There's a weird thing production-wise when this happened. Like um, the audio kind of cuts, and all you hear is the crowd sound, but they're clearly saying something to Mickey. So whether that was a, a, a mistake in editing or they just decided what they were saying wasn't good, it was awkward, but I liked it. It, it gave like a an uneasy sense of watching Mickey's like dead body on the ground and them standing around or just staring. But I watched it yeah. three times because something about it seemed off and you could see Cardona's lips are moving and Chelsea says something too, but they're blocked off. But I thought it worked. I thought the whole thing worked. Yeah. That being said, I don't know where you go from your, both you guys tapping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, maybe, maybe that's just not enough for Mickey. Maybe she wants to, you know, inflict pain carnage on Chelsea and do like, you know, I think Mickey has been doing a lot of street fights, so maybe she want to do that or something. I'm dig. I mean, hey, sure, why not? 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Miller interviewed Tasha Steeles uh, about defending the title against uh, Rosemary Rebellion. And then all of a sudden, TV screens uh, featured decay on them. And Rosemary uh, started uh, yelling at Steeles um, about uh, the, the defense coming up. They interrupted via magic. And then a Rosemary didn't say a whole lot, but uh, Steeles will get a taste of her decay. So there you go. Was Tasha selling this as being scared? I couldn't tell. I it wasn't if it was, it was subtle, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it was more like uh uneasy, but she also felt like it was ridiculous. Okay, that's the vibe. Okay, I'm glad she wasn't because a lot of times we see stuff like this and people like look at a monitor or like you remember Hulk Hogan looking at the mirror with Ultimate Warrior and be like, Oh my god! Like at least it wasn't that. So kudos. Yeah. Uh, Ring of Honor World Champion Jonathan Gresham defeated Rocky Romero in a non-title match. Um, they were actually this was actually another really good match. Um, I, I dug this, though. I if I have to critique Gresham a little bit, if you're not going to lay in your chops, just don't do them, dude. Like it, it was just like a small thing, and maybe because I watched Samoa Joe versus Suzuki oh earlier in the Lord. day, and yeah. then now I'm watching these two guys. Like Rocky Romero's actually laying in his chops. But you could tell Gresham was holding back. For whatever reason, it just bugged me. Um, I normally don't notice stuff like that, but I noticed it here, and it's probably because I watched two all-time great choppers chop the crap out of each other earlier today. But um, it just it just seemed like he was half-assing his chops there. So it's like, if you're not going to go all the way, just don't do it. Um, I'm of the mind that after that match, nobody should do chops for like a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. – that was, but you're Pretty right. insane chop battle. You're right. You're right. Um, and Jonathan Gresham, like, I don't want to think of him. I don't think of him as a chop guy anyway. I mean, I want to see him doing the grapple stuff. And um, yeah. we talk about guys that are on TV that lose all the time. Does Rocky Romero ever win? No. Ever. Mm. Great, the greatest job guy in the world. <laughs> he go, he's Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's like Mike Jackson. He's on everybody's TV. Uh-huh. And he always loses. Constantly. And he's over. Yeah. Right. He's office. I mean, he's over. It's just it's crazy that Rocky always loses. Like there was no real like this match was just a good match to have a good match. Like not a lot of story behind it. Um, Gresham's almost in like a lame duck spot here in impact, because we all know, like he's going to be the Ring of Honor champion doing his whatever the hell they wind up doing. Ring of Honor. Perhaps we find out next week. Perhaps not. Stay tuned to the Patreon. But um, yeah, I, I like this match. I just wish there was a little more story going on yeah i mean they, they um they're i guess i don't know why they were actually wrestling because i don't either. gresham saved romero and then they were friends and then now all of a sudden they're having a match i think they're wrestling just because romero wanted to test himself but it's like i i just don't i don't understand that like they're not mad at each other um and maybe romero's hoping to get a title shot i i don't know what was going on here i don't i mean like i'm okay with i I don't think you have to hate the person you're in the ring with to have a match because like coming from an amateur wrestling background, like friendly rivalries are a thing that exists everywhere. And oftentimes you wrestle dudes, you know, and you don't have to hate them. So I'm perfectly fine with having a match for the sake of having a match. Uh, I just wanted to know why we were doing this one in this case. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel it's good. Though. Um, it was good. Yeah. Um, the, the pin, the pinning combination they did was kind of unique. 
I don't know that I've ever actually seen that. Um, I, and I don't think it, it's called anything. It was just like a unique cradle, but um, good, good, good stuff. I like Jonathan Gresham. He always does some cool stuff to get some pins. He's really got some nice flash pins. And, you know, it's always a, it's a pleasure to watch him wrestle. Speaking of good story, uh, during the match, Eddie Edwards was walking in the back um, and uh, they kept talking about how Ed- Edwards will be facing Gresham at uh, Rebellion and probably what is Gresham's last match in Impact. So uh, I expect that to be a good one. And that is actually a good story because, you know, Eddie is the one that attacked Gresham mm-hmm. and knocked him out of that uh, no surrender match um, back in the, uh, back a couple months ago. So and, good stuff. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, having done the job to Ishii, I imagine... Uh... I imagine he goes over the champ, that title not being on the line. Yeah, that title not being on the line. And then Eddie's a heel, so Honor and Amor can all just jump, grasp him, can pin him. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they move on. Um, after the match, Romero asked Gresham for a shot at the Ring of Honor title down the line. And Gresham accepted. I don't quite understand that one because he lost cleanly and uh, wasn't even close. But there you go. Whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> we got a video package for Josh Alexander. Um, this was about what, what would you say three, four, five minutes, maybe it was a long package. It was like one of the longest packages I've ever seen. Boy, did yeah, that, boy, it, will that be clipped incorrectly? Okay. we got Josh Alexander's, uh, uh, long, long, long package. Long package I said it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, you're a little stiff on this. Pack. Sorry. <laughs> pop, Sorry. pop, legit pop. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I made a boner. Yes. Yeah. Good but I, this, this felt like a countdown to a, a UFC main yeah, event. Yeah, it did. It did. And, and I'm not mad at that at all because uh, so many times I watch those countdown to UFCs and they, they actually would get me to spend money on their shows. And um, I thought this was very effective. They ended up releasing the whole thing on Twitter. I think it'll be on YouTube and it'll be played over and over again. And uh, it was uh, incredible stuff. They make Josh look uh, human. He's in pain. He has a legitimate gripe. He wants his title back, and he wants to hurt his opponent. It's just storytelling, main event matchmaking 101. I thought it was perfect. Yep, and it reminded me of the six months we took to get here, and we still don't know why all these obstacles were put in his way. At some point, yeah. I want that answered, right? I still have my theories, yeah. but I want to know why. John, I know they, the answer is they wanted to give Moose a long reign, but like yeah. storyline-wise, why did Josh have to do all this? Why did he have to fight Charlie House? Why did he have to fight Jonah? Like, I know they kept coming out, but explain this. Cause right now it's just like, it is like, it, it still feels like, well, we just were wasting time until we get to this moment. I just want a reason. Just give me, give me a reason. Cause it's like, this really made it stick out to me that yeah. something was in. He's had all these obstacles. Why? Just yeah. give me the why. Otherwise we're and- promo. Great. Yeah, no, it, it reaffirmed that I, I now I'm back on that. We're going to get the Demore heel turn. I just I don't want it at Rebellion and I don't think we'll get it at Rebellion. I think that they have to they have to flip the title here um, mm, and I maybe maybe down the So you think they're going to just keep this thing going on until what, October? I think we slam. I think we get the slam anniversary. OK, um, I man, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know that you can charge people $40 again without giving them the payoff. I, I just don't know if that's good, good business, but I didn't say it was good business. I said, I think yeah. that's going to do. Um, I think <laughs> yeah. it, depends on how, it all depends on how it's executed, right? I don't think delayed right. gratification is a bad thing. If we get a good story coming out of it. Right. right. 
And I think that if, if Scott screws him, it can give, it can push us just a little bit more. Like I said, for the story, I, I personally think I need it at this point, but right. I, get I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, next, Mike Bailey and Ace Austin were talking about Fulton being taken out uh, and that he wasn't going to be there at Rebellion. Man, I think Fulton's gone, by the way. I don't know. I and had that, that vibe, too. Yeah. Um, there, Ace was implying that uh, him and Bailey needed to work together against Trey Miguel, but Bailey... Uh, it, so Bailey is... Um, he's playing stupid for Austin, but the everybody else knows that he's not stupid. I think that's what they're doing here. So it's like Bailey is, uh, you know, stupid like a fox or whatever the yeah. saying is. I get that vibe, too, and I get the vibe Austin doesn't watch the show that he's on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and next, uh, another good match with a, a curious finish, I would say. We had Alex Shelley, Alex Shelley defeating Steve Macklin. Um, I ain't got nothing against, uh, man, I'm living in a trailer. I went ahead and got my trailer accent. Um, I, I, don't have, <laughs> I, I don't have anything against Alex Shelley getting a victory, but with Macklin being added to this match at Rebellion with Jay White and Chris Saban, which I'm like, okay, See, you know, one would think on the surface it's a three-way for the sake of a three-way, but the way I took it was they're just trying to get Macklin in there with two top guys or two very good and popular wrestlers in the face when or at a time when the media is all going to be watching at once and going to be talking about it and tweeting about him and making a showcase for Macklin. And then all of a sudden he loses to Alex Shelley here in a very good match. I thought the match was great, but uh, I just... I, I don't know. That that's curious to me. I don't know why you have Macklin take the take the L here. Alex Shelley is like super protected right now. It seems like the guns specifically are super protected at the moment, which I don't I don't hate on the surface, but I was shocked. I was at this was as shocking to me as Jay White losing. Right. Yeah. This is just like there's a couple of these these match finishes that have just really gone out of left field. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but I kind of want to see where it's going before I get I get off on it or I get down on it or whatever. Like this is uh it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, no, yeah. The whole the whole thing is um interesting. We'll 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 see where it goes. I know Shelly is not going to be at Rebellion, um, but hopefully he's there at the tapings at you know afterwards uh, there in Poughkeepsie. So it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh next we get a recap of Madison Rain and Jesse McKay from BTI. Um, which we had a whole podcast about that earlier <laughs> where, uh, where both teams turned on Caleb. And then afterwards we saw rain get approached by Giselle Shaw, master of the sky hook, uh, who made fun of her for losing Caleb. Uh, rain said that they fired Caleb and she didn't need him to win. They also showed a video, I guess, of a uh, Morrissey powerbombing Caleb to the table um, at which I was going to save this for the Patreon, but we might as well talk about it now. Caleb didn't think uh, impact for the last couple of years. And it looks like he's out of the company. So there you go. Moment of silence for Caleb with a K. Yeah. I, I think Caleb's a good wrestler, man. I do and too. I'm, uh, I'm uh, sad to see him go. Me too. I've pr- we got to talk about this more on the Patreon because it's interesting what they're doing right now with some of these things. Um, yeah. I'm sad to see Caleb go because I think he made a lot of really awful segments bearable. Right. Yeah. Everything, everything with the inspiration, not the inspiration, the what's it influence. Influence. Thank you. Yeah. I can never keep that straight. <laughs> um Everything with them is brutal, but Caleb makes it entertaining. Caleb makes everything he does entertaining. And I think he's a perfect fit for this company. And I I don't know why we're letting Caleb go, but you need guys who can wrestle, who can take L's and come back every week. And yeah. he's, that, he's that guy. Guys like that are invaluable. And I think 
I think it's a mistake, but perhaps he too can go to Noah and wrestle Kazuyuki Fujita for the Global Honor Crown Championship. They're taking applications. Did you see that? They're taking applications. Do you want to work for Noah? I thought about filling out an application. Not really, but I mean, you have, you have an amateur background. You might as well. Oh, I could get pushed. Yeah. (laughs) I'm old. I'm old too. (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're, you're in your forties. You have an amateur background. If you can sell a chop, you're good. Uh, I don't know if I want to sell a Ghost Yuzaki machine gun shop. That might make my my chest collapse. But I mean, like, yeah. it's crazy to me. They're saying, do you want to come work for Noah? This is the second biggest company in Japan. Do you yeah. want to come work for Noah? Apply here. It's like one of those old TV commercials that are trying to get you to go back to, like, technical school or something like that. It's nuts. Is that how Elgin got his job back there, Noah? He just filled out the application and he just left off certain things. Dude, they're and taking they didn't do a background check. Well, first of all, their their roster is really thin, so it didn't. Yeah. Surprise, I mean, like, and they also it's Japan. I know it, this this could defend a lot of people, but the, they don't care. Like, they're just yeah. a different country with a different set of of mores. I tried to explain this to a friend of mine who's a worker who was mad about about Onita doing a show with somebody. I'm like, he don't. I'm like, Onita doesn't care. No, like, he doesn't care. Like, like this is like I was trying to explain. Like, Japanese pressing is a business that is still largely tied into the yakuza. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Like, it's, it's, it's gross. I'm not condoning it, but that's reality. It is what it is, man. Um, next, we got a video package retelling the story of how Moose uh, came became the uh, Impact World Champion. And again, I thought Moose was tremendous here. I thought he came across as a legitimate main event star, um, to showing the workout videos. The guy's in just tremendous shape. For sure. uh, and he also came across as a heartless, a heartless human being, um, and he's willing to do anything to keep his title. So uh, good, good stuff here. I believe Moose, right? Yeah. Like he come, he he does the whole. He doesn't come off like like he's um pretending to be a cold hearted bastard. Like he's not. Like his delivery on everything during this entire run with Josh has been very matter of fact. Like it's not like I'm trying to be the bad guy. It just he feels very human, and yeah. in a way that like like he's not Hannibal Lecter. He's not chewing the scenery like we often see in pro wrestling villains. Like Moose is like the most. I legitimately believe this. I think he's the most grounded heel in professional wrestling like there's nothing over the top about him at all like everything he says feels very real and it feels very like i said matter of fact mm-hmm. like yeah it's yeah, men- no, he it's menacing and it's it's menacing in it's um whole humness mm-hmm. you know yeah it's very cold-hearted it's yeah. very um um oh gosh what's the name of the movie we just we talked about it before um the one that influenced jericho in 2008 um oh uh, no country for old men yeah it's very no country for old men um and i yeah i believe every word that he's saying so good good on moose great great promo here uh speaking of a great promo well actually it started off not great and then i think it it finished great and then they kicked right into the main event match but the the honor no more bullet club promo Honor No More came out and they started to like, they started to do the you people type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. this, you know, Ring of ECW was born here. Ring of Honor was born here. And you people turn your backs on it. Mm -hmm. And because of you, we are this way. And Honor No More didn't start out that way. Like they started out because the company died and and they, they were being, you know, taken advantage of and this and that. And they had like a legitimate gripe. And now, 
um, because Tony Khan bought it and the, the narrative has changed, they decided, okay, well, we're going to go back to the you people stuff. And it just didn't work for me until Matt Taven got on the microphone. And I thought Taven was great. Um, but I, that the auto no more portion, I just didn't think was very good. No, it's terrible. It's one of the laziest things I've seen from this company in a long time. The you people promo is, has been so overdone because of, again, we don't do it in impact all very often. So I think it's okay, but here I think it's just lazy because that wasn't yeah. the that wasn't the story, right? And yeah. now we're 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 refashioning it to make it the story, and it was just I hated it. I hated it because I think we're better than that. Yeah, and I also and we'll get more into this on the Patreon, but I just found it very curious that uh, Maria and Mike Bennett were both saying Arna no more is here to stay, and they kept saying it over and over again. I'm like, well. Well, uh, have you Maria, checked, have you, yeah. have you checked Maria's Twitter? Doesn't seem like that's the case there, Arno No More. Yeah. Arno No More is about to be no more, I think. But uh, it's, we'll, about to be, <laughs> it's about to be honor no more. No more. That's right. <laughs> uh, then the Bullet Club came out, and I thought, um, I, you know, they were babyface Bullet Club again, just out of nowhere. And I don't understand it. I, I know it's because you know, uh, Taven and Bennett did like a cheap shot, the good brothers during that gauntlet match a while back, but, uh, um, their babyface pro their babyface book club and they were charming. They were endearing. They were funny. And, uh, I thought they did a good job and they really played to the crowd. The crowd loved them. They ate it up. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know what the bullet club is in this company. Sometimes I think they're straight baby faces. Sometimes they're heels. I guess we call them tweeners. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Like it's, um, I don't know. This worked. I think this version of bullet club works in impact pretty good to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So do I, uh, they ended up coming to the ring and uh, a big brawl broke out and then PCO did a, uh, his D animator, uh, play off of that old movie reanimator, which is, uh, if you've never seen that one, it's a, one of the goriest movies ever made. A classic. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's a guy, uh, Peter Jackson did that one. Didn't he? No, no, no. That's way before no. Peter Jackson. Stuart Gordon. Oh, oh, Peter Jackson did another horror movie. That Brain was like Dead. A, Brain Dead. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I've seen both of them. I just got the, the directors mixed up. But uh, yeah, so he did the D-Animator, which is just a tope off the top uh, or a flip dive, whatever you want to call it. And then as everybody was lying on the floor, all of a sudden, Jonah's music kicked on. And uh, to say the least, business picked up. And uh, those two big bastards proceeded to have another awesome match um, where Jonah just could not kill PCO. He did every big movie could to him. Um, it was just a, a vicious, vicious um, match. Um, Jonah, in, he ended up hitting a tombstone pile driver on PCO and PCO kicked out at one, which scared Jonah shitless. Uh, PCO made a comeback and dropped Jonah with a DDT followed by a top rope crossbody for a two count. A uh, PCO hit a couple of headbutts, a bunch of headbutts, and then he actually did his uh, dynamite headbutt off the middle rope. He did about three of those, uh, got a two count. PCO finally went for the moonsault, but Jonah rolled out of the way. Um, and then, <coughs> excuse me, PCO went for the deanimator again, but uh, Jonah moved, then followed by dropping PCO back on the rail, hit him against the ring post, and finally finished him with a tsunami, which is the big splash off top rope for the pin. Uh, after the match was over, PCO sat up, so Jonah took him down again with strikes. PCO sat up again, and then Jonah attacked him with a chair repeatedly. Um, PCO kept moving, so Jonah just hit him with another tsunami uh, with a chair, and PCO finally stopped moving, and that's when Jonah felt comfortable to get out of the ring. Um, I, man, I think we're headed towards the third match with these guys. 
Agreed. Um, you skipped the best part where Jonah ta- or excuse me, where PCO taped up his <laughs> yeah. neck with gaff tape. Yeah. I yeah. Adore I adore this man, this monster, yeah. if you will. It's a call callback to Sabu whenever he would get all cut up in the mm-hmm. in the match and he would just tape himself up and keep wrestling. Lunatic that man was. Couple of lunatics. <laughs> Couple of lunatics. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like this main event, man. I thought they ended the show strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I hope it does a good rating. I hope because uh, they, they deserve the viewership. I, I thought their match in No Surrender was one of my favorite impact matches of the year. And then I thought this one was very good too, man. It was some good, good stuff. Was the NBA on tonight? Uh, dude, I, I don't really follow NBA too much Never anymore, mind. man. I, I used to be really big into NBA, but I just don't, I don't keep up with it that much anymore. I don't either. But it looks like the NBA playing games are going on right now, and they seem to be doing very good ratings. So if the NBA okay. wasn't on, we could have a good rating. If it was, it's going to be kind of it can be kind of ugly. But I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? But uh, overall, I will give uh, this episode a big thumbs up, man. I I, I dug it. some questionable segments, uh, one questionable finish, but overall, I thought it was a strong show. In very similar to dynamite in ring action was really good. Some of the um, out of the ring stuff make you scratch your head. But yeah. good, very good, and very. I was very happy with the wrestling. It's good. It's a good week for professional wrestling overall. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought the matches were good, but with Impact, I thought the promo packages were good. The Great, two long yeah. ones, mm-hmm. and then Mor- Morrissey starting the show off in the ring with that emotional promo. I thought that was. Dino. Very strong, really, really humanized him, man. No, I thought it was great. Something he hasn't had, like I mean, the the babyface term was kind of strange for me at first, but I think he's really, really grown into this, and he just cut probably the best promo of his career. He was feeling it, like he is a guy that I think when and if they choose, they could really get behind him. I really think so. Yeah, I I, I do too, and I I have a fear that Vince is going to end up seeing seeing him be like oh is that is that cast look at him he's in shape he's cutting good promos he's having good matches what the hell and he's sober let's do it that's a legit concern and i think it's something he's expressed interest in wanting to do again too it would not surprise when did he sign a year ago just about it, it was actually uh he debuted at rebellion last year yeah so it's been a year so um <sighs> I'm not sure what kind of contract they offered him at first, but it would not surprise me if it was a year or two. So in a year's time, it wouldn't surprise me to see him back in the E. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Well, hey, uh, everybody, if you're on the free feed, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, but if you're on Patreon, stick around. We've got some news. We're going to talk. Uh, oh, JD's going to eat crow. He doesn't know it yet, but he's eating crow. I eat crow, uh-huh. all, I eat crow all the time. But for the free feed, <laughs> let's plug what we do so the, so oh, the majority yes. of listeners can hear about it. I you, you had a tremendous article that came out today. Well, thank Please you. Tell us. Thank you, Sorry. my friend. Uh, no, it's, I got a lot of stuff I want to plug. I, I got yeah. to do a, the first of the three-part series for WrestleJoy on who is the real world's champion. Um, <clears throat> I got I got thought about this. like Who could lay claim to actually being the lineal world heavyweight champion like in boxing tyson fury can say he's the lineal champion he can trace his championship title back because there's all kinds to of jack, to jack johnson yeah to jack johnson and all that from you know john l sullivan and all that so i thought who in wrestling could really do that and i thought there's three guys that have legit claims to being the lineal world champion matt cardona moose and roman reigns so in each article and it gives me a chance to talk about the histories of kind of what's gone on with these belts the first one hit today it was uh you know matt cardona and the nwa i said i don't think the nwa title is the real nwa title 
And I explain why in this article. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, I read it. It was very, very good. And I'm excited to read the moose one is next, right? So moose one is next. It's been turned. All three are done. They've all been turned in. It's all when uh, when they want to publish them. So yeah, when I'll kind of keep talking. I don't know if they want to do it weekly or every few days. Uh, whatever. I have no idea. I, I did my part already. But yeah, I'm yeah. really I'm really solid with these. And then <clears throat> the big news is my big Kickstarter project launches on Tuesday. So I'm very excited about that. This is the biggest Kickstarter thing I've ever done. It's three. It's three books that are promoting but in you're going to be able if you if you get in on this kickstarter you have access to and i'm not making this up here hundreds of books uh, hundreds of books wow. are going to be available through this kickstarter project i mean i've gone out of my mind i've gotten i've gotten original music done for this mm-hmm. one i've got it's just i cannot wait till tuesday when i can really get in and talk about this but yeah if you're following me on twitter I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be talking about it a lot for the next two weeks. A so 17 day campaign, and uh, I'm gonna try to make a lot of money. Yeah, man, let's let's do it. Let's get JD paid. How about you, uh, man? What do you hard... got? What do you got coming oh. up? Uh, man, I just got Hawaii coming up. I I don't even know that I'm gonna get a chance to do my weekly column for a while, and uh, and I don't think even Garrett knows. I haven't talked to him about it yet, but uh, uh, just given my situation and how busy I am, I don't know that I'm gonna get to anything. So. Um, I, and this is my last episode for the next two weeks. Um, uh, I, I will try. So when JD is recording, I may try to sneak in and just say some words if I get to watch the show. Um, but I think the big problem, like I can talk to JD on the phone, no problem at yeah. any time. The big problem is me watching the show in a timely fashion. That's, that's going to be one of the main issues. So we, we got to um, figure out how we're going to do this show with you living in, in essentially another oh, continent. I, I know. So, um, I, well, you know, we'll just talk about it now inside baseball. You and I have, Ooh, no, we haven't talked about We'll do, we'll do with the audience. So talk to my wife and in Hawaii. So impact comes on at 2 PM in the afternoon in Hawaii. Right. Okay. Um, which is five o'clock, you know, Pacific time, seven o'clock central time where you're at. Uh-huh. Um, I get off work at four 30. I'm immediately going to come home from work at four 30 we're going to do family dinner and then I'm going to go right into the episode and watch the show. We will be recording at normal time. Oh, wow. What we've always done. It, sh- it should work out to where it's going to be about, you know, nine 30 um, Pacific time. So normal time, nothing changes. We're on board where uh, wife is given the go ahead, just uh, go ahead and do all of that. So no biggie. We're, well, we're in nothing, well, nothing God, changes. Well, goddamn, that worked out pretty good. Yeah. So I, I'm, you know, and every, I've been not shy about this. I'm very family oriented. So mm-hmm. I don't like to record until I don't even like to watch the show until my daughter starts to go down for bed. And that's why we do the show at the time that we do. Same. Um, but you know, I am committed to the show. I think, you know, I think our numbers are up. We we're having good numbers on YouTube, good numbers on Spotify. The bosses are happy with the show. I want to keep the momentum going. I don't want to push to Friday because I don't know that I'm going to be available on Fridays. Because, brother, I'm in Hawaii, and when I get off work on Friday, I want to go do stuff. But on Thursday, I ain't got nothing else to do. I just got to, you know, eat dinner and then watch TV. So I might as well just, you know, do a podcast at the same time. So uh, the, the family's on board, man. We're all committed. If you're in Honolulu and you're spending your Friday nights talking to me, we have a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, if I had to do it every Friday night, I'd probably quit. <laughs> I, I get Hawaii. it. I get yeah, it. But, but, you know. No, no, no big deal, man. So the show, the show will continue. Yeah, you guys have my word. Well, sweet. Yay, brace for it. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. But hey, Patreon members, stick around. We got some uh, JD Eaton Crow. We got some free agents coming up. Uh, some people leaving Impact. Some people who might be coming in. Who knows? And then I think uh, a little bombshell was dropped on uh, Twitter a little bit ago that we're going to talk about. We're going to get some hot takes uh, about a big show coming up, I think. So uh, stick around.